Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. What's up, DB peeps? Welcome to our episode called, What's All the Hoopla About? The Scooter Invasion. I don't know if you guys have seen scooters around wherever you are located. We have certainly seen them around here in Wisconsin and Chicago. Yeah, they get delivered overnight. Yeah. we it's just crazy. We just don't understand the whole situation. So we thought we'd do a little extra digging. And we decided to pair this topic with a wine called Hoopla. Mm-hmm. And it is a 2014 Cabernet Sauvignon. I'm going to open it. Yeah, pop that sucker. This is from Oakville, California. It is 13.5% ABV. I think you can find this at most wine stores. I've definitely um, seen it. Yeah, I think it ranges... 20 to 25 dollars although jamie says that we bought it for 15 I s- total wine i swear which we is did. possible and that wasn't as that wasn't as impressive <laughs> for all that work hoping. yeah it wasn't a ton um there is a dog that's jumping through the hoop on the cork i enjoy it <laughs> good 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 yeah, well yeah so, so this is it's 13 and a half abv and it, I mean, it says Cab Sauvignon, but we, that's a healthy pour. But we certainly can it's a celebration, bitches. There may be some other grapes in here, you know, based on the laws that exist. So, you know, we'll just, let's, let's come to our own conclusion about that. How, how about that? Yep. Cheers. Sounds good. Cheers. Juicy. Juicy is a great adjective for this. Yeah. It's juicy. It's a little, it's, I mean, it actually, I think it has medium plus acidity, if not high acidity. You catch that? I would say medium, not high, but there's some good tannin at the end. Nothing like overpowering, but enough that you would need for a cab. I agree. I'm not getting any oak, which I like. It does not seem like an over oaked, although I do believe that there, I believe that this would be oaked. Uh, I think they age it in French oak, but they're old barrels. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not going to impart a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. So this is made by um, Spencer and Lindsay Hoops. Get and it? And dogs. Oh, hoops, I get it. Hoopla. Jumping through hoops. I yeah. get But And they're dogs, it says. But I certainly hope their dogs have nothing to do other than to run through the, the vineyard. The dogs are their inspiration. The dog on this bottle is their first dog, Dante. Which was the this original is their boss? Actual dog. They That's base sweet. everything on their dogs. That's sweet. Like all their wines have a different name close to their dog. Okay. Like there's something that's dog inspired on every wine. I like it. Yeah. So Hoopla Wines, it says, are irresistible, energetic, and fun, and just like our rescue dogs, Maya and Sophie, the current puppies. Good wine does not need to be too serious to enjoy, and that is our philosophy. We give top-notch grapes to our team of winemakers and ask them to make something different that will make your tail wag with delight. Yep. This is my favorite part. Be the alpha dog and buy a case. You'll have the perfect party gift to bring all year. I mean, I like that. And and if you're bringing a Napa cab that is not like 50 plus. Yeah. Uh, if you found one that's good, then yeah, you are right. You're, it's going to be the perfect party gift. So it is Dante on the label. He embodied the hoopla spirit, so his picture is always going to be on the label. And he was a terrier. That's what I said. Yep. And now Maya and Sophie are 
Corgis? Corgis? Corgis. Corgis. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty dog obsessed, which you can tell. Um, So every bottle has this Dante dog jumping. And they make other varietals, right? Yeah, they make a red blend. They call it the Mutt. Fair. They make a rosé. <laughs> and they make an unoaked Chardonnay. Mm. So. Okay. And so we've done a lot of Cabernet, so we're not going to talk about the grape here. Obviously, Cabernet is one of the highest, most planted grapes in the entire world. It's the number one red, and Chard is the number one white. But it is one of those bigger, bolder red wines. So a lot of people who are not major wine drinker, red wine drinkers, they're probably not going to you know, gravitate towards a Cabernet because it can be a little too much for some. So I did want to talk a little bit. I mean, this is a 2014 and I, we did find some information on the 2014 from two very, you know, well-regarded publications, one being Decanter and the other being Wine Enthusiast. So Decanter says that the drinking window for this 2014 is actually 2017 through 2030. Oh, okay. So they find this to be particularly ageable. They gave it a score of 90. I think that's incredible. It also says here that it's an elegant Cabernet Sauvignon displaying seductive red currant and black currant nose. There is balance and poise that should see it through. We go to Wine Enthusiast. They gave it 87 points. Still really high, right? And mm-hmm. actually, I know that the Wine Enthusiast rating was in 2018, so it was even younger. Um, it's well-made, highly polished, that has plenty of ripe black fruit aromas and flavors. Light oak touches and light tannins that add some welcome heft to the otherwise soft mouthfeel. I think I agree with this a lot because this is not, to me, an overly tannic Cabernet Sauvignon. No, I don't think so. It has just the right amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does have that really nice balance through acidity, mouthfeel, all of that. It doesn't seem overly weighty either. Uh, I feel like this is a lighter Cabernet than normal. I wouldn't say that it's, I agree with you, it is on the lighter side with Cabernet, but I would still feel like I'm hard to say that it's light. Mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's by no means a light wine, but I think that there are other Cabernets that offer a bit more heft and weight to them. Yes, agree. I think that this is fun, and I think that's what they kind of are trying to do. The with, goal. Yep. They say find out what the hoopla's about. Their simple philosophy is to have fun. Uh, They feel like Napa wine has become really stuffy and it seems more important to follow fashion rather than instinct, but you should buy it for the wine, not the pretense. So they're really trying to just have a more fun approach to California wine, especially California Cab. It seems like that's kind of, this is like their flagship wine. Yeah. Um, Does it say, I'm sorry, does it say when they started making wine? They launched their own label in 1999. They've been doing this for 20 years. All right, well, then this is not their first rodeo. (laughs) So I think they've been able to figure out the hoopla, I guess. All right. Yeah. So as we continue to drink this lovely beverage, Sarah, why the hell are scooters everywhere? (laughs) Can you? Yeah, it's it's like, so literally they happened overnight. Yeah. I mean, it seems like. this is like their, this is how these companies do it, is they just drop a bunch of scooters into a city overnight and they've gotten themselves in trouble because some of them have done it without getting permits from the cities which we'll get into but 
they literally it's like one day they're there one day they're not there and one day they're just all so there. so slightly different than all the bikes that have become available in many of these yeah. t- cities that because they need to build the structures to house the bikes and for you to like check it out and stuff like that these are just like you pay and you go like on the actual scooter right? yeah so the bikes all have like homes right yeah these don't have homes and you can find them lying anywhere which is a whole nother conversation um <laughs> i have a funny story about that too but you know it's it, they're electric okay they've only been around since 2017 um actually the guy I can't that who's what's that i just can't believe that yeah. i feel like they've been here for so long already i'm so irritated by them yeah um, the guy who started it is actually was actually an executive at Uber and Lyft. Wow! And he's only like thirty six or something like that. His name is Travis Vander Zanden. Very interesting. I, name. I like it. Um, and he is the one who started Bird, which is the first company. Now there's a couple others out there, and they started in Santa Monica, California. Currently, so they they raised, you know, some. Was this like a Several Kickstarter thing or like... I don't know exactly how they raised the money. Um, but it's currently valued at $2.5 billion. That And that's just Bird. Yeah. That's not like the... The other company. The industry. That's yeah. Bird, one company. And it's in 65 cities in the world. So they're also... They're in like Paris and London. Things okay. like that. They're in Europe. It works like basically you install this app on your phone. Okay. It tells you where all the scooters are available because they're tracked by GPS. And yes. then the, you put in your credit card information in the app, and then you scan the, the code on the scooter with your phone to begin the trip. And then to end it, you have to take a photo of the parked scooter to end the ride. I uh, feel like then, that might be a recent revelation. Probably. <laughs> and then um, the price is taken off your credit card. Okay. So if there was any problems, like if it – there was an issue with like the motor or whatever then the user can report it with the app so they can say if there's been any potentially get like a refund or something yeah i don't know and let them know that maybe they need to like turn that one off if you will Mm -hmm. so people can't take it so it's like you said dockless it's electric um there's no parking station so you can leave them almost anywhere which is a problem Mm -hmm. because people will literally leave them anywhere they can yeah and the problems are they'll like leave them in like handicapped parking spaces like in front of garage entrances the companies encourage people to park responsibly (laughs) but you know people are idiots yeah they definitely are um i know i've seen them like i've seen them just randomly in the middle of sidewalks just in the Mm -hmm. most ridiculous place yeah it's like Drop, why can't you drop it at a corner or along like the side of a building or something like that? It just doesn't make sense to me because also, if without a docking station, how do you know where to find them? Like, what if you actually want to use them and there's a group of you? That's where the GPS locates them for you. Oh, so in the app, you can be like, Where's a near one yeah. near me? Oh, okay, well, that helps. Yeah, All um, right. I did hear about somebody who threw a scooter into the water. Oh, well, like that's into the lake. I hope they got charged for it. Yeah, they did. Good. But isn't that bullshit? Yeah, people are, people are stupid. People are dumb. You give them too much freedom with this oh. stuff. Agreed, um, agreed, agreed, agreed. So it's <laughs> cheap, though. Every ride probably is around $5. It's like a dollar to unlock and then a quarter a minute. 
Okay, and then these guys can only go... They go 15 miles an hour. And they can only go a certain distance, right? So, depending on the battery charge, Bird is will go, will go has 15 miles on it. Okay. And then I think the other one, Lime, is 20. Okay. So, I mean, that's, pr- that's a far way to go with a scooter. I don't think people are I going that far. I hope people are not actually taking the 20-mile trip. <laughs> I think it's just so that multiple people can ride it, you know, like a mile or so before so they have the to other, recharge. Yeah, the other two big companies are Lime and Spin. And so they, so, like you said, I mean, they first, Bird first introduced the scooters to Milwaukee illegally without the government's permission. Yeah. Then they had to remove them. And now, Which just is like, awesome because Milwaukee was just like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> What did you just like? You can't just deliver these without getting a permit. Yeah. So they banned them. And then only two months ago, as of like right by the release date, actually, uh, oh, our it, new oh, governor. What? Hold on. They also sued them. They banned them and sued them. Are the Milwaukee government? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Yep. And they passed an ordinance so that uh, law enforcement could impound the scooters at the time. Oh. <gasps> Which I'm sure is not particularly I just think that's, challenging. I think that's great for like the city to be like, you can't just do this without asking. There needs to be repercussions. You know? I agree. I um, agree. So anyways, you, so now, yes, like you were saying, they're here as of July 11th, 2019. Yeah. Um, the governor uh, signed a bill and it's a trial period. So it ends at the end of December. Can I ask you, I just think it's dumb. Do you think that's a stupid date? New Year's Eve? I'm thinking about the season and what happens in Milwaukee. It snows a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's when the that's when the trial period ends. Otherwise, these will be, I mean, like, there's no. I would imagine that they're going to take them off the streets sooner than the 31st of December. I don't know, because I think if there's no trial period, they're just here all the time. No, but I mean, like, because they're not going to be able to scoot anywhere because of the snow. They do that with the bubbler bikes. Yeah, They I don't pick know. them up. It's possible. It that depends on what crazy, kind of year but... we have. Sometimes we don't get major snow until like January. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but so there's there are the three companies here, right? And yep. they each have a certain the same number of scooters that are allowed. Three hundred fifty. Yeah. So we have about over a thousand in the city right now. Um, you're not allowed to ride these on the sidewalk. I consider that good, considering they go fifteen miles and up to yeah. fifteen miles an hour. You could probably but run here's somebody the over. Part. Yes, you definitely could. And I'm sure most people, when they're riding them, it's like the fucking segways. Like, they're just, like, turning their heads and, you know, half paying attention to what they're doing. But I just had a friend who, a week ago, was on a scooter, and she flipped. Yeah. She flipped and got, like, cut up a little bit on the on the, on the the street because there's potholes. Yep. So, people, if you ride a scooter, pay attention. Well, yeah, so that's what we'll get into is the scooter-related injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good point because the riders have to obey traffic laws. Yeah. And if they're caught riding on the sidewalk, they can get a fine of $100. That's good. I just hope people are really policing. I don't know if they're enforcing it or not yet. Okay. They did, however, in Milwaukee. What? Enforce. Some people did get in trouble for riding scooters on the highway. <laughs> now. This is kind of, it's kind of funny, but also terrifying. I think that this is absolutely one of the most hilarious stories out there. Because, I mean, I just think it's amazing that this actually happened. And these so are tourists, right? three visitors from Texas. Okay. 
who were trying to get to the Harley Davidson Museum from sure. downtown. And of course, your GPS think is going to take you on the highway because that's the quickest way. Mm-hmm. So they followed their GPS on the scooters on the highway. But here's the thing about this story, Sarah. I think I love it so much. You know how your your apps, like your um, navigation apps, they had like car, they have tra- like oh, tra- public transit, they have walking. Yep, I had to use They even have like ride share now. Yes. Next, they're going to have fucking scooters. Well, I mean, I would think, yeah. I don't know. I think it's hilarious. So these people got in trouble. They found them on the shoulder of the highway and the police actually gave them a ride off the Thank freeway. God. Yes, but they all received a fine and a ticket for $204. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, use your common sense, right? You're getting well, on a highway. You don't know. I mean, right, I can imagine where this happened. I can picture, like, downtown, you know, there's there are, like, three or four different entrances to a highway, but then there's one entrance that's not really a highway. It's to a bridge. And so I imagine that they accidentally went on 94, but do you know do you know the bridge that I'm talking about? I do, of, but they have yeah. to cross three lanes of traffic to get to the grass. Yeah, yeah. They were on 11th and West Torrey Hill Street, is where they got on the on the on ramp. I'm not exactly sure where that is, but regardless, I mean, regardless, you're getting on the highway. How well, can you not but tell? Also, here's the thing: turn around. Once you're gonna go the opposite direction of traffic. I mean, if you see that you're getting on a ramp. Yeah. Turn around. <laughs> a ramp that has a big interstate sign on it. And all of our ramps have traffic lights. Oh, all the, yeah, that's true. To, they're to all get metered. on. Yeah, they're all like, Are you still going to keep going? I, you're, you know what? I you think, know, get off the scooter and walk it up I was on trying, the side. I was trying so hard to give them the benefit no, of the doubt. No, But I still think that people who ride these types of things tend to have their heads up their asses a little bit and not pay attention. Seriously. Jamie. They're not paying attention. Okay, consider this. Right? They're trying to follow their GPS. Where's their GPS? In their fucking hand? Yeah, no, I I So they're not looking up. Obviously, you guys can hear what I feel about this. (laughs) I just think it's hilarious. I'm glad they got fined. I am too. And I certainly hope. Again, repercussions are super important. And if you're in a car... And this happens, and you hit somebody like this. I mean, You're can liable. you imagine? Well, not only that, like you can get hurt. You can, you can run into another car. Or something well, like that. and so they even said in that article that the police uh, officer said, you know, like if they got hit, it's not only the rider yeah. of the scooter who's really like in danger. The scooter itself could, depending on how how hard it got hit, could fly into another vehicle. Or it could just fly into other lanes of traffic and then other vehicles could run over it. And like, I mean, it just is exponential. It's like a domino effect, right? Yep. And so thank God nobody was injured at all in this scenario. However, yes, this speaks to the fact that people need to pay attention. There probably will need to be some sort of GPS like for scooter riders. Or here's a thought. Choose the walk option if that's what you're using. (laughs) I feel like... Not that anybody runs 15 miles an hour, but like it would still, it wouldn't automatically put you onto a drivable one or change your GPS to avoid highways. Problem solved. Jamie solved it. Or at least that problem. There are more. So before we get into the rest of the problems, there are, mm-hmm. po- there are pros. Enlighten me. <laughs> it's really cheap. It's more convenient than taking like, for a lot of people, 
It's more convenient than taking a bus or a taxi cab. True. Or an Uber. It's cheaper than that. If you're a single individual, I think that you could win me over on that argument. Yes. Also, it's environment, environmentally friendly. Because it's a lot. Okay, there. Fair, fair. Um, now, I know in Detroit they've done this. And in Detroit, the litter of scooters is not a problem. <laughs> Just because there's so much crap there. Oh. Um, but there's not a lot of easy transportation in Detroit. No. So I, they're saying that this has been a good thing for the city because people are able to get around. And those that maybe are limited by cost mm. to get from one place to another. Okay. Cost and time. I mean, if you yeah. think about the bus systems, generally right. you ride a bus, but you have so many stops that like it's real. It takes, it could take, I think from here where I live, it takes about an hour to get downtown Milwaukee. Which is only like 15 minutes at the most. Max. Yeah. Max. So, yeah, yeah, I I think. Okay. I think those are some of the positives of of the scooters. Okay. Okay. Now, like you said, there has been a lot of injuries, including some deaths. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh right before you said that. (laughs) It's, I, you, no, there are injuries. It literally boggles my mind. So, okay. So, there was one in Tennessee. Right, in Nashville. Nashville's got to be a real fucking messy place to have these scooters, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. The sheer quantity of humans. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this 26-year-old died in May after a car hit him at an intersection. I don't know. That's so sad. That's really sad. Then there was another one. This is what I don't understand, and I find this even more terrible. A five-year-old boy in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Died in April after he fell from a scooter driven by his mother and he was hit by a car. That's also super sad. So, to me, I can't even imagine what this mother feels because she's totally at fault there. Why would you consider having a child on a scooter? Honestly, it's dumb. Oh my God, it's so upsetting. That's so unfair. Ugh. It's not just deaths, right? There are a lot of injuries and things like that, You're supposed to be 18 to be able to ride the scooter. Yeah. Because I guess when you get onto the scooter, you sign a waiver. Okay. That you can't hold them liable for injuries like falling down or um, hitting your head because you're supposed to be wearing a helmet. So I have never seen somebody on an electric scooter wearing a helmet. So you only... So if you want to get a, a helmet, then you... For they'll send you a free one. You only have to pay $1.99 to ship. You rent the scooter. You Wait, then it's yours to keep? I, I, I think so. Holy shit. If that's the case, oh my God. Yeah, Bird offers free helmets to active riders. You just cover the $1.99 for shipping. That's amazing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, I wonder how long it takes to get there. But it's supposed oh, to also, show, like, use some forethought before you. The other thing about, like, the kid, you need a valid driver's license. That you enter into the app. So, you, I mean, you have I'm to. Impressed. Because if you are if you have to obey traffic laws, you need to know what those are. You need to what know those the are. traffic laws. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're only allowed to be one rider per scooter. So, again, this that This woman violated, woman, like, yeah. 10 different right. laws and regulations about these scooters. So Right. But people are going to do that. Like, people are going to. The, the, a lot of the accidents well, of that have happened and injuries have been because people have been intoxicated. Oh, and so some places have actually limited it so that they, you cannot um, late at night rent a scooter. 
They're yeah. deactivated after a certain time because they want to avoid those drunk drivers. You're legitimately a drunk driver, right? You're driving a motorized vehicle. And I wonder if you can get cited for that. Can you get a DUI or... Ooh, I don't good know. question. I'm not sure. I am so intrigued right now. You are operating under the influence, right? Um, certainly. And can't you, don't they do that for like ATVs and other things like that? Because if you're on a bike, you're not, I mean, can you get a DUI on a bicycle? Obviously on a motorcycle you can. Hmm. But can you get one on a bicycle? I don't know. But bicycles, I mean, are you going 15 miles an hour on a bicycle? You certainly can. You can, for sure. I think it'd be really hard to get going on drunk at 15 miles an hour. But if you have one of those motorized bicycles... Right, but a regular bicycle, I'm yeah. talking. I don't know. If you're drunk and you're going 50 miles an hour on a regular bike, like, shit. That's what I'm saying. That's some power. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Good for you. Um, okay, so some other studies that have been done on injuries is uh, CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control and Preven- mm-hmm. Prevention. We've talked about them before. Yep. Yeah. They... Um, looked at 130 people who had had scooter-related injuries, and they found that they were usually involving um, preventable risk factors such as lack of helmet use or motor motor vehicle interaction. Um, so basically not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, also, there was a study in JAMA, so the Journal of a, the Journal American Medical, of a Medical, American Medical Association. Yep. Um, they observed 193 riders, and they found that 94% were not wearing helmets. And nearly a quarter were seen. Yeah, a quarter were seen to be illegally riding on the sidewalk, and under 10% were not following traffic laws. Oh, under 10% were not following. That's actually impressive to me. That that is a very surprising statistic. I thought it would be much higher for people who are not following traffic laws. But I think it's hard. To, like if you're on the street, though. Well, I mean, you got to stop when it's red, or you're gonna get run over. But here's the thing: if the if and I did not, I did not know this, so this helped provide clarity to me. So they need to be following the car traffic laws. Yeah, I would be curious how many scooter riders actually ride in like the bike lanes. Like, is that a legal thing, or is that... I mean, those people have to also... No, no, I. but they have, in Chicago, I know, and some sometimes around here, I think, there are separate signals for bikes. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think it would be largely confusing, and I just don't trust my clumsiness <laughs> to actually ride an e-scooter. So, it was actually conducted at the University of California, Los Angeles. Oh! And they looked at two emergency departments. And they looked at injuries from 2000, September 2017 to August 31st, 2018. So a, a year. The most common injuries were, were uh, bone fractures were the most common at 40%, followed by head trauma at 31%, and then about 27% were cut sprains and bruises. Okay. Um, and the most common reason was fall. That was 80% of the time. Sounds right. Yeah. And of those people, <laughs> only 4% were wearing a helmet. Stupid. <laughs> I so stupid. I'm like I'm the worst person because when I'm driving and I see even a bicyclist without mm-hmm. a helmet, I it takes every ounce of willpower to not roll down my window and just scream like wear a fucking helmet. Like I just don't understand. It's like everyone on the road is asking for an, a reason to get in an accident. 
Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it, guys. Buy a $40 helmet. It is, your life is worth $40 plus. Well, I mean, you can get it for free here. Or, or you can get it for two one ninety nine. Yeah. From which one? Bird? I think they all do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So because of these dangers, actually, here in Milwaukee, the mm-hmm. campus, Marquette University, mm-hmm. has banned mm-hmm. scooters on campus. They've already banned at UWM, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. But this is because um, the there's just they say there's increasing evidence on the dangers, and they don't want that on their campus. Oh, so it's for all for their sure. walkways, driveways, and green spaces. It can be on the public streets, but it just can't be on their on their campus. So, yeah, this also applies to electric bicycles, electric skateboards, hoverboards, segways. None of those are allowed. Okay. That, to and me, this, makes this, sense. Yeah, that makes good sense. They just did that ban, like, two weeks ago. Oh, for, just for the school year? Yeah. Basically. Uh, well, it started, it started the school year. I guess so, yeah. Um, and the fine for violating it is $86, which could be a lot for a student. And that's probably that's a lot like more a than a parking violation. Ticket. Yeah. If you're a repeat offender. I don't know. Sarah, have you, I'm sorry. I actually don't know this. Have you ever ridden an e-scooter? I wish everyone could see the my face right now. The look on your out. face is amazing. I mean, no, I would kill myself. Like, I'm too. You and me both. Like, we I'm would be. We'd be like Lucy and Ethel, like on a fucking e scooter. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. me trying to get on rollerblades outside. Like, you put me on like. Do you rollerblade? I I used to. <laughs> I could used... you imagine me on wheels trying to stop in the middle of like traffic? No, 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 no. I would be head injury. In the emergency room, hundred percent. Listen, I break bones falling off of Except steps. Except I wear a helmet. not moving. Yeah, exactly. So it's very clear that I don't need to be on a motorized anything <laughs> in order for that to happen. So for my own sanity and my own physical well-being, I've just chosen. I just don't think that I could. I'm too chicken shit to be honest. When you're on those, you essentially put your fate in the hands of all the other people on the road. I know. I, mean, I guess think about that when I'm not, driving in a vehicle. In a vehicle. Like, when you're in a protected vehicle. Yes. Exactly. With airbags and all the stuff. Yes. And this is like, you're just. Yes. Yeah. There's you're so like, many nope. reasons mm-hmm. for no. Me in the ground, like asphalt. Nope. I just don't want it to happen. Like no, if I ride you. my bike, I only ride on like non-driving areas. Like paths. We have. And I will say, I feel like we're fortunate because we have path, like we have some paths around us. There's a lot. And along, yeah. If you don't want to ride around here, like we can easily go drive downtown and go along the lakefront path or something like that. I mm-hmm. know Chicago's lakefront path is great. Of course, during the summer, it's just mobbed by tourists for sure, yep. which makes it even more challenging if you're trying to bike or run along the lake. Yeah. But still, you have those paths that are available to you. I I do question though. Like, I don't think that the purpose of those paths is, much like sidewalks, is for motorized vehicles. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree that that should be completely illegal. And if you have a motorized vehicle, even those fucking segways. I've never been on one. I don't want to be on one. Are there really segways? 
In Chicago? Are there? They go along the fucking path. Really? Yes. Are you and you rent them? It's gotta yes. be more than what these scooters And they cost. do tours. No, it's because it's like a tour shit thing. The tours I've seen, but at least then it's like a bunch, right? But at the same time, it's so dangerous because you have these people, they're kids that ride these. You don't have to be 18. I know this to be true because I've seen like 13-year-olds on their own fucking Segway. Yeah. And, like, they don't know what to do. Granted, I understand you're on a path that doesn't follow traffic signals, but at the same time, they also don't know how to share the path. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Anyway, so I think that these are very unsafe. Your point that you made before, though, Sarah, about the economic feasibility here, Mm -hmm. that it is a much more – it's not cross-prohibitive – Although you do have to have a credit card, and I don't know if that is potentially prohibitive to some people. But if you need to take a bus, and you're waiting on a bus schedule that runs every eight minutes or something, and then you have like ten stops in between you and where you need to be, yeah. you're talking about a good half an hour's worth of time. Well, and if you're people just can't wasting. afford a car. Yeah. No, I yeah. hear you. I definitely hear you. I think that this is a solution for that. But it does make me question, you know, like buying a, a cheap ass bike that is long term yeah I just I I would be curious if someone could make an argument for me for why the e-scooter is a better option than that um, I guess you could make again the argument that there's not a lot of places for you to kind of tie up your and lock up your bike I know some organizations some companies actually have bike racks within their buildings to keep you know protect your bikes yeah. a little bit more but that is not across the board. I totally understand that. You know, I think that these probably would be better in the California type cities. Uh-huh. Because one, like you made the point about snow here. Yeah. Two, I just think that a lot of those people, places have like more path type of things. Yeah. Like it's illegal to do them on the sidewalks here. But what about paths? It might be easier it might be easier. I mean, again, I, I still question whether or not that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that there are, you know, I remember I was in a run club and we were running in the city and we had a whole half an hour long seminar about the rules of the road and sharing the path. So, and there are, there are path like rules posted along the lakefront in Chicago. People should have to take a class before doing this. I mean, I. You are not going to get opposition from me. I get so angry. I'm like, we walk on the right here. We drive on the right side. Like, passing's on the left. If mm-hmm. you are slow moving, mm-hmm. please move to the right. Do not walk across. I shouldn't have to fucking change how I'm running in order to accommodate you, who's, like, totally ignorant of, like, everything that's happening. <sighs> Sorry. You guys are getting a real feel for how I feel about sharing I don't think you're going to find Jamie on a scooter anytime soon. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Or promoting it. Do you think that scooters are here to stay? Or are they going to fizzle? You know, I don't know. I mean, the bubbler bikes are, and those bikes, I mean, I think there are a lot of places. I feel like that has That's fizzles true. a little bit more. I mean, they're, they're around, but they've started to go away some. Those are a little trickier because you are supposed to actually... At least when I, again, was looking at them, if you check out a bike, basically, yeah, you need to return it to another bike location within 30 minutes and get a new bike if you want it. Like, I don't think, I don't know if you have the option to actually take that same bike uh-huh. and ride it longer than a half an hour. 
I remember reading something that that was the rule is like you could you could use as many bikes as you want. You're going to get charged for the amount of time that you use. Yeah. But you cannot use one bike more than 30 minutes. Yeah, I do. I remember that. And to me, that's a bit of a deterrent for using that because it's like, well, mm-hmm. what if I'm like sort of meandering along a pathway and I don't happen to know where the ne- the closest bike stop is right. in order to exchange it? I just don't get that. I For an introduction period, sure, I get it. But outside of that, I just, I feel like nowadays they've been around for so long, they need to sort of appeal to the broader population. I, I don't, don't disagree with you. I also that think that sense. they need to require helmets. Half an hour is, yeah, I agree too. Half an hour is a long ass time. But I mean, it is, but I'm, okay, I'm going to give you a scenario. Let's say I wanted to take the bubbler bike by my place and go I drive mean, I'm sorry, to... half an hour is not a long ass time. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 It's not. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Because I was going to say, there's like so many places that you could stop yeah. along like the Oak Leaf Trail, which goes down along the lake. Look, you don't want to be on like a timer when you're on your bike ride. F no, that. because the whole point is like you're exploring nature or maybe one of the points, not the whole point. One of the points is that you're exploring nature. You know, you're enjoying what you're going by. You don't have the chaos of traffic and, you know, the concrete jungle to some extent. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that, that to me would be a deterrent. And the lack of a helmet. But I would not want to share a helmet with any other human. No, I'm pretty sure you need to bring your own. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be B-Y-O-H. Gross. That would be gross. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So what do we think of this wine? Okay. This wine. This wine is? This wine is Starbright. No, I'm kidding. It's definitely not. <laughs> this wine is a nice... It's a... Uh, it's red. <laughs> It's, I mean, I'm saying this because it's not garnet, which tends to have more of an orangey tint. It's not ruby, which tends to have more of a purpley tint. It gets a little watery looking towards the rim, if we're going that detailed. Um, but it is a very opaque red wine. They say flavors of dark chocolate and currant. And I um, totally got the mo- I got the chocolate. Really? I did. Yeah, definitely. Maybe the currant. Even but- if you swirl it and smell it. There's a little like milk chocolate covered something on there. I'm getting mostly fruit. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I still think this is a particularly acidic wine, but it is well balanced. It has that high like tartness, but it is so smooth at the end that it does not feel abrasive by any means. It says it's a serious wine at an unserious price. I, I agree. If it even if it's twenty five dollars, and I did in fact on Wine Enthusiast, it had it listed for thirty, and now that was when it was published. So who knows if that's changed? Yeah. However, I do think that even twenty five twenty dollars is a non serious uh, California Cabernet price. Um, this is it definitely I would say is lacking a little bit of the extra complexity and depth that mm-hmm. some other Cabernets from California have. Yep. Not in a bad way, though. This is certainly if, if like I said at the beginning of the episode, if somebody is not a major red wine drinker, they're really, you know, kind of leery about the whole cab issue and situation, then what this is actually probably a good cab to start with because it's not, it doesn't have heavy tannins, in my opinion. It it's doesn't. It's fun. 
it isn't like an in-your-face. It doesn't have too much depth so that you can enjoy it with a lot of different things. Yeah, I would say that they're kind of throwing two different messages with the serious wine at an unserious price mm-hmm. and then saying that they want to just be fun. Um, no, that is, yeah, that's very uh, oxymoron, contradictory. Yeah, yeah, so I think it is more fun. I don't think it's serious. I don't think it's the kind of complex wine that you're like sitting there and contemplating. Pondering. Yeah, no. But I think it's a very good option for California yeah. Cab at a decent price. So what are your that. what are your flavors? I do get that chocolate a little bit. I don't. But I get the currant. I get the dark fruits. Maybe some blueberry. I remember at the beginning when we first opened it, I felt like it was a very cool blueberry feel. It's very juicy berry to me. Mm-hmm. It was a, again, great description. I think that's excellent. Um, Juicy. So would would you buy it again? I wouldn't go looking for it because, at least for me, I feel like I can get something maybe a little more interesting for $25. You took the words right out of my brain. However, if it was on sale and I just was wanting to grab a cab for, like, having friends over or something like that, I, I would buy it, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I also I'm, I'm not going. I'm not searching for it. You're not going out and on a limb and like calling at places and saying, "Do you have this?" No. Okay. I there is. I do have a friend who does not like a bunch of red wine. This is actually a, a red wine that I would potentially steer her towards. Also, if I was somewhere and they were serving this, mm-hmm. I would. I think I would. I would definitely take this over a white, <laughs> for sure. And you know, out of the reds recognizing it you know i would i would choose it yeah i mean i would depending on what else was offered but right i think it'd be you know a good option cool sweet all right all right well um if you ride scooters please wear a helmet this is my psa wear a helmet oh god everyone be safe out there oh my gosh i still don't understand the hoopla you have convinced me that there are some benefits to having these scooters around there's so many changes in this world. Sometimes you just got to ride it. Yeah. Like sometimes. What is it? What's the Ferris Bueller quote? Life moves really fast or something. It, it certainly true. does. Especially on electronically powered vehicles. vehicles. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpchairs.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DBP. DBP.